Let's face facts. We're all human, and it's in our nature to be competitive. The desire to compete and win drives us to succeed, and it also helps us push past our perceived barriers. However, competition needs to be carefully observed. If left unchecked, it can leave us constantly feeling unfulfilled and inadequate. It can also make us extremely unpopular. In today's episode, I'll go over what the difference between healthy and unhealthy competition is, how the difference comes down to your attitude, and I'll talk about how we can consciously make an effort to put the power of healthy competition to use within the fire service. You are a firefighter and an EMS professional. You are a part of a worldwide brotherhood of dedicated servants, and you put your life on the line every day for others. Because of that, you deserve better. We are often our own worst enemies, and it's time to own it. Let's work to improve and change the status quo. That change starts with us, right here, right now. In every situation we're faced with, as we see a need, we own it, and we act. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited. Hey everyone, my name is Ryan Rodriguez and I'm the founder of Ignited and your host for the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. The Ignited Movement is a brotherhood of firefighters who challenge the status quo through a forum dedicated to self-improvement and accountability. In each of these episodes, we discuss a myriad of different things challenging the fire service today, from leadership and tactics to how to improve ourselves physically as well as mentally. We aim to civilize the mind but make savage the body. And even though the focus is on the fire service, topics and principles we discuss can be applied by professionals everywhere. That being said, let's light the spark. Currently, there is a company officer promotional process happening within the organization that I work for. As I observe those who are in the process, I'm seeing numerous different ways that people are approaching it. Some have their head down and they're focused on studying and they aren't making a big show of it. They're just doing the work while others are blasting it all over social media. Some form study groups while others do solo work. And there are some who belittle or demean those with whom they are in direct competition with while others make more positive and uplifting uh, efforts. And this got me thinking. It's amazing how we all wear the same uniform and even the same Maltese. But when it comes down to it, some people just don't care about that when it comes to them getting ahead. They'll say and they'll do whatever it takes in spite of the organizational code of conduct, not to mention the idea of trust and brotherhood that gets tossed aside. So for today's episode, I wanted to focus on the elements of healthy versus unhealthy competition. That way, you can do a form of self-evaluation to see where you stand on the issue and make changes if needed. This podcast is all about elements that make up who we are as firefighters. It's not about just kicking doors in and using the next coolest tool. There are plenty of podcasts out there that focus on tactics every week, and I may touch on that here and there. Um, but with this show, 
I aim to focus on the things that would help us to sustain ourselves and each other mentally, emotionally, and physically. I thought this was a prevalent topic to touch on, as I'm sure a lot of you out there are witnessing promotional processes take place or may witness it in the near future. So first off, let's ask some questions. What is healthy competition? I see healthy competition as the epitome of team spirit. And this means that people like us, who belong to a fire service organization, have a sense of camaraderie which allows us to cooperate and work well together. When we have a sense of healthy competition, we contribute to the tribe. We don't take from it. People who imbibe the spirit of healthy competition want to succeed, but we also get joy from seeing others succeed. Our competitive spirit comes from a growth mindset and is used in a way to help our team and as a result ourselves, reach their goals. And like I said, we're competitive by nature. If you think back to your time in the academy, I'm sure you can think of instances where there was maybe a push-up contest or a race to the top of the training tower for time, things like that. And these types of competition push us to build skills that will carry over to when the, dr when the tones drop. And it's all in good fun, right? Nobody's getting crazy at each other. Nobody's looking to fight, hopefully. And if you are in the academy, then guess what? You, you, you don't belong there. The key here is that healthy competition helps to push us toward improvement by pushing each other to become better. So let's ask another question. What is unhealthy competition? Competition becomes unhealthy when it blinds us to the improvements that we're making. When we focus on the other person rather than ourselves, we start to dip into the unhealthy side of things. Instead of appreciating the fact that we're a little bit stronger, we're a little bit faster, we're more fit, we come down on ourselves because we aren't as strong or as fast or as fit as our competition. It's very focal on a person. Another sign of unhealthy competition is when we become obsessed with the idea of winning. Obviously, going into a competition, we want to win, right? That's, that's the whole point of a competition is that there's going to be a winner. However, there is more to it than just winning and losing. When we engage in unhealthy competition, we often engage in unfair practices to help secure our victory. When it comes to promotional testing time, this shows up in the form of people on committees or who are in good with chief officers doing things like sneaking the test questions prior to the test, or getting insight as to what the tactical portion will look like so they can spend days, if not weeks, prepping for that specific scenario while other candidates will have to adapt as they are presented with it on testing day. Ultimately, we all know what this is called, right? Cheating. And that method may get people into a company officer role, a chief officer role, or even a significant political office. We all know that they don't deserve to be there and as a result, we lose respect for those individuals. Trust goes out the window, and the integrity that should hold up the organization ultimately does the opposite and undermines it all. On the extreme side of this, when winning becomes the only source of satisfaction, you know you've got a problem. When feelings of self-worth and personal accomplishment are linked with another person's ability to do something well, then you'll never be satisfied. You'll push people away, you'll ignore the things that make you happy, and actually help you be a better overall person, 
not just better at that one thing. Basically, it comes down to the idea that comparison is the thief of joy. It leads to frustration, isolation, and eventually dissatisfaction on a level that sometimes you might not be able to come back from. Now, you all know that I'm not going to talk about all this stuff without providing some kind of strategic, practical solution as to how we can combat the issue. I'm not going to shove you down a dark hole without dropping a ladder down so you can help get yourself out. So here's where we ask ourselves, you guessed it, more questions. (laughs) How can we promote healthy competition? Well, keeping in mind that healthy competition encourages us to work harder, push beyond perceived barriers, and strive to be our best, we want to keep elements of competition around to help foster those things, right? Giving ourselves a target to set our sights on is the only way to make progress. It's how goals are set. Healthy competition also teaches us how it feels to fail. Understanding that we all fail from time to time is an important skill that only comes with experience. Failure in competition also develops the vital quality of resilience, and you've heard me talk about that before too. This is where we get back up, we dust ourselves off, we reflect on our performance, and we come back stronger. This is the mark of a winner. And that being said, let's look at some effective ways to promote healthy competition. I've got three for you. Number one, focus on the journey, not the destination. Our profession as firefighters is different than most professions out there. There's no argument there. However, one thing remains true whether you're a part of the fire, whether you're a part of a fire crew, a sports team, or a sales team. Someone is always going to be better than you at something, and there are always going to be things that don't work out the way you'd planned. This is where you have to think past winning and losing and look instead at the hard work that you've put in to get to where you're at. What are the things you've learned? What elements would you consider a success? What elements would you purge from future efforts? Is who you are now better than who you were when you started? Use these observations as takeaways to challenge yourself to set new goals. Number two, revel in the success of others. Friendly competition feeds into the idea of true diversity and inclusion, not some virtue-signaled version of it that companies and organizations can slap on a poster or a social media post, right? It also helps level the playing field, honestly, like in an honest way. There are no limits to success. Sure, sometimes there has to be a winning and a losing side, and as we're experiencing now, it can be a challenge to see the positive in a perceived loss. However, Developing emotional intelligence and empathy can help you celebrate someone else's success. This helps you focus on the positive and supports a healthier approach to winning and losing. Boy, reveling in the success of others. Doesn't that sound like company officer material? Yeah, you would think that uh, people who do the opposite of that, you would think that those people wouldn't get promoted, but you would be surprised. Moving on to number three. Stop comparing yourself to others. Again, comparison is the thief of joy. When you're in a competitive environment, it can be challenging not to compare yourself to others. I get it. I understand that. However, it's important to get back to basics and remember the lessons you may have learned as a kid, that you can only control yourself, not other people. 
everyone comes from different walks of life and everyone has something to bring to the table. I've said it before, everyone out there knows something that you don't. So everybody's got some value. It's impossible to meet someone else's level of performance based on your individual past experiences. Manage your expectations and don't compare your chapter one to somebody else's chapter 21. And here's something to remember. You are your greatest competition. One thing I tell my students and my clients when I'm training them is that they are only in competition with who they were yesterday. And I don't purvey anything that I'm not willing to do myself. I have them focus on progress, not perfection. With the ability to work hard and give yourself grace at the same time, you'll be able to apply set goals for success that go beyond an unhealthy fixation on winning and losing. And once you understand that, you'll be able to make a plan and form a positive method of motivation that has more rewards than winning ever could. For example, every time you walk into the gym, set your sights on improving what you did in your last workout. Even if it's one more rep, even if it's going for 10 more seconds on that plank, these atomic improvements will yield exponential rewards in the weeks and the months to come. So think about it. If every workout you try to do like a minute plank, right? And every time you attempt it, you go for five seconds more. Let's say you do that every day. By the end of the month, you're going to double, triple even your attempts at, at planking. It's going to improve just with those small little steps that you'll take. By the end of the month, it'll be insane how long you can hold that plank. And then think about if you do that over the course of a year, it's going to be exponential. It's incredible. But in order to make progress, you need to compete with yourself. If you don't, your body will get used to your routine and it'll stop responding. This is also known as hitting a plateau, and this is why it's so important to switch things up. The same can be said for expanding your knowledge. Try new things. Read a new kind of book. Take on a new project. So every year I try to read a bunch of different kinds of books. I don't just stick to sci-fi. Well, I only read sci-fi. I've heard people say that. Or I only read fantasy. Or I don't read fantasy. Well, why wouldn't you read a little something of everything? Maybe every year do a checklist, like that you read a financial book, that you read a book on leadership, that you read a book on relationships, that you read a book on parenting if you're a parent, or even if you're not a parent. Um, <clears throat> something about reading a book on fire, the fire service or reading a fiction. Like create a checklist of the different types of things that you can uh, expose yourself to. That way it helps you become more rounded. Now, a buddy of mine, he just started to build his own canoe in his garage, and he's never done anything like that before. He He's never built a canoe. He doesn't, he's never like steamed and had to curve wood, none of that. But he's the kind of person who challenges himself. And he's, he's documenting it. Every week he posts pictures about how it's going and he shares ex his experience. And it's incredible because people have reached out to him who have built canoes and they're offering their assistance, they're offering help. So not only is he, is he going into this challenge alone, when he stepped into that arena alone, he had people who he had come in contact with or who he's sharing his experience with step into that arena with him. 
and that just makes him stronger. I had another friend who just made his first batch of homemade mead, which is basically honey beer. And it's something that nobody does, right? These are things that are so outside the norm that people don't even think to go about tackling them. But these guys are doing these things that are out of the ordinary to keep things interesting, to expand their knowledge, to contribute to society, to contribute to their to their neighborhood, to their community. I challenge you to take on a new project like that, something new, something that will require you to do homework, that to apply yourself mentally and physically, something that will have you actually producing something in the world that didn't exist until you made it. For me, it was the chicken coop that I built. I'd never built a chicken coop before. I'd never even had chickens. But I did that thing, and now I'm on to the next thing which currently is a six-week HIIT workout program for people who don't have access to a gym. I'm being very specific in these things. I'm thinking about things that I would want. What would I want right now? What, what's a challenge for me? Now, what can I do to resolve that challenge and contribute it to other people's lives? So like I said, I'm going through it myself. I'm making sure that all the kinks are worked out before I put it out into the world. Compete with yourself. Challenge yourself to do something you've never done. Create something. Produce something. As I close out this episode, I want to encourage you to channel your competitiveness. Having a competitive spirit can be a constant form of motivation to succeed. However, it needs to be balanced by positive practices and perspective, not the attitude that you need to step on the faces of those who serve alongside you. Rather than valuing yourself in comparison to the other person, focus on how your performance has improved and how it highlights what you need to work on next. Instead of taking a loss personally, view it objectively. Seek out the elements of the situation that can teach you how to come back better than before, not to defeat a specific person, but to improve yourself, to be better than who you were yesterday. What are some systems that you've got in place right now that help you stay in competition with who you were yesterday? Contribute to the conversation by clicking the link in the show notes or visit www.facebook.com groups slash Ignited Firefighter Podcast Community. Here you can connect with me and firefighters from all over the world. You can gain some perspective and get some support by brothers and sisters who actually care about building up the brotherhood that the fire service should be. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at IgnitedFF. Engage with me and the rest of us in the group. This is a perfect way to share and obtain new ways to arm yourself with some strategies so you can stand firm in your principles. I've got some exciting news for you all. I currently have the 28-day Ignition Workout Program available through the website. But while that plan is geared toward building strength and meant to be done in a gym, I know not all of us have access to that right now. So I'm currently working on what I'm calling the six-week burner that will focus on high-intensity interval training and help you maintain and build strength with a focus on fat burning. Once I'm done building it, I'll announce it on the show and I'll put it on the website. And if you want to take a look at the products and merchandise that I'm currently offering, visit www.ignitedff.com. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, if you see a need, own it and take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited.